Hello, Govs Nation. You're listening to the PCAST. I'm Casey Gregor. He is Alex Howard, and welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast that is all the way back. Alex, how are you now? Good, and you? Oh, not so bad. Uh, you a little tired this morning? Are you a little tired because you stayed up all night last night and watched LeBron break the scoring record? Gosh, it was like... I knew exactly how I was going to go. Like, everybody kept on saying, like, oh, he's going to do it on a skyhook. He's going to pass Kareem with Kareem's move, and he didn't. It was a really good play, but, like... It was a very vintage LeBron shot, I felt It was like. such a LeBron shot, and I also thought it was, like, you know, the Lakers didn't follow the script. They still lost the game to Oklahoma City. Oh, yeah. He was supposed to score, like, 14 more in the fourth quarter and win yeah. it, but they, they did not. They still lost. But congrats to LeBron. Um, I'm a guy who's always said Jordan's still the GOAT because Jordan, you know, like LeBron has all the scoring records, and, I mean, now he's top, I mean, he's top five all-time in assists. He leads uh, number one in scoring now. I think LeBron's the GOAT now. Yeah, that like, argument's I, falling apart. I think it's, like, the only thing that I think Jordan has, you got championships, which is huge. Like, you can't overlook that. And then Jordan also averages more points per game because he's, like, one of – Well, because he got kicked out of the league for gambling for three years. Yeah. Let's and talk he, about that. And he played baseball, so, well, you that's know. Why, that's what I, I'm talking about. I know. Uh, my favorite part of the play is still always going to be Thomas Bryant with, with the seal in the post. He's got he's, he's calling for the listen, ball. He's got a seal. He's got the guy pinned down. R- run the offense, LeBron. Kick it inside. Let Thomas Bryant hit the layup. Get the easy shot, not the glory shot. Have you seen the so like the photo like that you sent me that is like you got Thomas Bryant yeah, posted yeah. up and in the background it's like everybody on their phone. Yeah, Bryce and Bronny are in the front row. Yeah, with uh, Phil Knight, the owner of Nike. I did not notice Phil Knight. So he was like the one. He's like the older white guy that's sitting like right beside Bryce. Okay. And like he's like the only guy like without a phone. Okay. Um, and he's just smiling. He's like, "That's my guy." I'm always gonna Nike got the fastest commercial out of all time too. They got lucky that he didn't hit a three. Yeah. Because they had, they had the number in there, and if he would have hit a three, they would have been off. Mm-hmm. So, I guess good. good good luck by night. Or I guess they good have a job. script like the NBA. Yeah. Or the NFL, excuse me. I think that was one of my favorite things over the past couple of weeks. Just everybody talking. Because it, it started with Arian Foster on that podcast. On macrodosing, yeah. Talking about how it's, everything's scripted, and it, it's so good. If, if it, everything is scripted, the Super Bowl is going to be a 37-34 win for the Eagles, I believe is what I saw. Okay. Somebody had already leaked the script. Okay. We'll see. So, uh, Super Bowl this week. I think it's probably the best team in the NFC. No doubt. Yeah. Maybe not the best team in the AFC this year, but it is the Chiefs, so it's hard to argue against them. I still think the Bills are better. They just don't win in the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I feel like between the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Bengals, like any three of those teams could win the Super yeah, Bowl. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's, there's really not a clear-cut best team in the AFC like there was in the NFC. Yeah, I mean, where it, it was the Eagles. The NFC was just like, you know, a lot of people thought, you know, later into the season that it was like, okay, the Eagles have a good record, but they're going to fall apart like the Steelers did a couple years ago. He did not. I was, and I was one of those people too. But be the first to admit that I was wrong, and I got the Eagles winning the Super Bowl. Like I think it's going to be. I think it's the Eagles too. I think it's going to be like a shootout. Like I think it's going to be like forty-two to. Like 36. When does the Chiefs not having the weapons they used to have finally come back to bite them? It did early in the season, but it hasn't since. So. That's that's my thing. Aside from Kelsey, who do they have on that team that scares you? Patrick Mahomes. Besides not counting the quarterback. Just Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, that's it. I mean, he's good enough. Like, he's good know, enough that, to win it. Like, that's what people always said about Tom Brady. Because, you know, Brady always had, like, the most random wide receivers, but he still made them good. But I think Patrick Mahomes has been doing that all season. Like, he's got good weapons. He's got the best tight end in football, but, yeah. How about the Kelsey brothers? God, that's going to be so much fun. Their podcast has been has been popping off a little bit. Yeah. They had their mom on there, I think it was yesterday. Yeah, I heard her, she was on another podcast, and she was talking, and she was like, well, the, each player only gets to designate a certain amount of people that if they win, get to come on the field. Mm-hmm. Well, if Jason wins, she's probably not on the field because Jason Kelsey's got his wife, wife two kid. daughters, his his limit is filling mm-hmm. up very quickly. Right. So everybody's joking, like, well, maybe she is cheering for Travis because if Travis wins, mm-hmm. she's on the field. Yeah. But uh, it's that's just been so – like, it's hard to believe that that's – or that this is going to be the first Super Bowl where two brothers play against each other. Right. Like, I just feel like that's happened before. but It has not. It, it'd be really cool if it was, like, one of them was a linebacker and the other one was a tight end and they were, like, go against each other, like, all throughout the game. But Let's put Travis Kelsey in at the end. Gosh, you know he could do it. Oh, he could. I'm not. The problem is Jason's a center. Right. So. Yeah. On to other NFL news. 
Please see what you have written down Indiana here. And I just Colts do not care. Are currently on the longest head coaching search of all time. Yeah. We interviewed every assistant in the NFL. We narrowed it down to half of them. We interviewed them again, and we did round three with like six people, and that was it. Now we're picking somebody, but I don't know why we're waiting so long. Is Saturday in the final six? I think so, but I think they basically said it's not going to be him. It shouldn't be. I mean, like I've got two options. I want out of the six. Okay, who and Peyton Manning? <laughs> I want. Well, one of them does have a Peyton connection. Brian Callahan worked with Peyton when he was with the Broncos on, on the offensive staff. He's mm-hmm. now the Bengals' offensive coordinator. Okay. That's option one. Option two is Raheem Morris with the Rams. I don't think he ever really got a fair shake at the head coaching thing with the bad Falcons team yeah. and getting the interim job with the Bucks. He's been with Sean McVay. He can coach defense. Colts have a good defense. They're keeping Gus Bradley, apparently. He's the defensive coordinator. They didn't because he got denied head coaching and other interview jobs because they want to keep him. So I think that'd be another good option. But I think the offensive coach is probably the way to go. Yeah, I think you really need to. Because um, is Matt Ryan still under contract? Yes, but I don't think Matt Ryan will be. No, I I saw that he made a joke on Twitter the other day that he's probably going to retire on like March twenty eighth. Or he's like, the people just want me to retire on March because that's you know three twenty eight. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't think Matt Ryan will be on the Colts next year. Right. I think it'll be a drafted quarterback mm-hmm. or a trade. I mean, they could if Aaron Rodgers is playing, they could obviously get Rodgers. Don't know if that would happen. Lamar Jackson's going to be available. You have the fourth pick. You can probably get him. Maybe. Maybe. Probably. Somebody's going to get him. We need to – like, the Ravens need to figure out what they're going to do with Lamar. Because it's like – he's Well, they're not going to have Lamar Jackson next year. Yeah. He – that bridge definitely burned. Um, Lamar can go, honestly, wherever the heck he wants. Like, shoot, if he wants to come to Tennessee, I'd be completely fine with that. I think I'm in on C.J. Stroud at four. I just don't think he's going to be good. I think you're wrong. I probably am because when it comes to the draft, I suck. But like, yeah, I don't. I think cause the Titans are picking at eleven, I believe. Like, I think that they're going to try to trade up to get like Bryce Robinson. Uh, Bryce Robinson. God, Bryce Robinson. I didn't know Austin Peay's Bryce I Robinson. I do that literally every draft. single time. But like, I, I who who are they actually going for? You still have not said the correct uh, name. Uh, what's his name? I don't know. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. You think Bryce Young's – you're going to have to get, like, to the top three to get Bryce Young. Yeah, but, like, the, tit- like the Titans have already – I think – because it's like the Bears are picking one. They won't pick a quarterback. They'll trade back. Right. But at the same time, like, I feel like just to jump the Texans, who will take a quarterback more than likely. We have to get in front of the Texans and the Colts if you want Young or Stroud. Right. Which, I mean, we got a new GM. He's talked about trading up in the draft, so. I wouldn't be surprised if the Colts pick first. Yeah. God, it would cost a lot, just even just to move from four to one. Like, well, I don't think it would cost as much for them to move from four to one because they're going to give the Bears the four and something, and then the Bears are immediately going to turn and flip the four for something else. Yeah. Can do the Bears t- aren't picking in the top five. They don't really – like, I get that they were the worst team in football they last year. They need first-round picks, not the first-round pick. Right. So, if you miss on Jalen Carter or Will Anderson, fine. Mm-hmm. You can live without the best defensive player in the draft. You need as many good players as possible, and picking first or fourth doesn't help you. But if you get the fourth pick from the Colts, you're also getting something else good, and then you trade that, you're getting more good. So I could see that working out for both teams. I don't think this will happen, but you know how, like, because Philadelphia has a top ten pick. Could you imagine if Philly traded up? Like, they'd package, like, their pick and the tenth pick, and then, like, a decent player. And said, we'll take Will Anderson, please. <laughs> said, we'll take Will Anderson. Take Will Anderson Gosh. or Jalen Carter. I would absolutely love that. Yeah, that'd be pretty. That'd be pretty sweet little defense. Yeah. Coming off the Super Bowl pick first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Has that ever happened? Uh, no. no. I'm gonna say I'm no. Gonna I'm gonna say yeah. no. Uh, let's move on. Let's to the Austin P. Basketball. Talk about the men's team first. Uh, it's been a tough little stretch since our last episode. Tough stretch, but I I, I see they've got they've got they've got some chances this week. You're still in it. Still in it. They're still in the hunt. Um, they've lost their last eight, but I think this week is a week you could win a game or two. Because you got Central and North Alabama. Central and North Alabama. I think they're both on the road. That makes it tough. Uh, they did beat a Florida Gulf Coast team that mm-hmm. everybody thought was going to be the top two team in the league. Yeah, and they're like They haven't eight, been as good. Nine. They haven't been as good. They're still a solid team. They're really yeah. good at home. Mm-hmm. We beat them here in the Dunn. Um, it was a really weird game. Yeah. We are losing and then we were winning and it's like oh we won this game and then Florida Gulf Coast makes a comeback at the end mm-hmm. and then there's 
the a foul call on like the three point heave that you're like ah it was a weird one it was a weird one beat Central Arkansas the next day that was the last win for the Govs um, but yeah like we said two and ten in a sun play but you're still in it with six to play yeah and after this weekend it gets a little tougher because mm-hmm. you're going to host North Florida and Jacksonville okay but then after that you're going to go to Florida Gulf Coast who like I said been really good at home mm-hmm. and Stetson who is one of the better teams and one of the best offenses in the league. So, yeah, you really just need to take care of business. Um, you got to get some wins this week. Yeah, you are in the tournament right now. Yeah, no. Like, you do it, not need to lose. Every game is a tournament game at this point Absolutely. For, for the fellas out there. So, that's what we got to do. We'll talk about the two games this week coming up in a little bit. In the meantime, Alex, this might take a while. Let's recap what the women have done. <sighs> this women's team has been so good. So, last time we did a PCAST was December 15th. Since then, the women are, have gone 10-2. and two. That includes nine and two in A-Sun play. Now, Is for that the, good? For those at home, Austin Peay was picked ninth in the uh, preseason coaches' bowl. Ninth, you say? We are tied for second right now. So just to recap a couple of the uh, bigger games. Uh, so we started A-Sun play at Queens, beat them by about 19. Uh, drop a weird one to Kennesaw State. You know, we had a, a stint right there that we were just, like, forcing or we had too many turnovers. Uh, led to really ugly basketball. We drop a weird one at Kennesaw State. You also jinxed it. I did jinx that one. Yep. Every loss, with the exception of one that we'll talk about in just a second, I've pretty much jinxed at some point. But no, and then we put together a nice little win streak. Uh, we beat Stetson, Jacksonville State, come back and beat Kennesaw State at home, and then, we beat, and then we win at Central Arkansas, at North Alabama, and then we play Liberty, and it was like Liberty was just coming off a win against Florida Gulf Coast. Florida Gulf the biggest win in the ASA. Yeah, it was um, – Gulf Coast was just outside the top 25 that week. I think they were receiving votes in the AP poll. Yeah, yeah. Not the mid-major top 25. The, no, the, the AP, the, the, AP, AP the Associated Press. Um, so Liberty ends up, they beat Gulf Coast in an overtime. It was one of the best women's basketball games I've watched in the last five, ten years. Um, Had a lead in the last minute. Yeah, we did. Uh, so, like, we're playing uh, Liberty. We take a one-point lead with a minute and 19 seconds left. But Liberty just has all five of their players are good. Like, yeah. And they had, like, their entire starting unit out there for the last four or five minutes. Um, they come back. They win 71 to 66. But after that, we've, we've really bounced back very well. We beat Queens at home that Saturday. And then last week we went on the road and beat Bellarmine and Eastern Kentucky, scoring over 70 points in three straight games. They've been really good on the road, which is impressive because what, from what I've seen on the men's side in this league, no one wins on the road. Yeah, and I think we have – so we are 7-3 and three on the road this season, which is even a lot better than we did last year in the OVC. Mm-hmm. So I think we've been playing really well. It's really a testament to the way that this team is constructed. You know, we've talked about it before. Like, Brittany is a, a descendant of, you know, South Carolina. She's also been to Mississippi State. And then you even talk about, like, Stetson. Those are all, like, very good defensive teams. Defense travels. So, like, when you're on the road, you got to play defense. Um, and I think we've been doing that really well all season. And now the offense is starting to come in. So it's like when we played Eastern Kentucky, we scored 82 points, which is the most in the Brittany Young era. So the entire team's coming together. Like that game against Eastern Kentucky was probably our most complete game of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, we played really well. Eastern Kentucky had one player that scored like 30-plus, but like outside of her, team, team hit like 25% from the field. Hmm. So Pretty impressive. It is. But no, so we are tied for second in the standings right now. Eight to play? Uh, seven to play. Seven to play. So, got a couple of big ones this week. Yeah. So. Right here in the Winfield Dunn Center. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about those more in a little bit. Uh, you know what else has been quite impressive? What's that? Uh, Kenesha Phillips just keeps winning races. Kenesha Phillips has broken three records this season. Were they her own records, though? Yes. Does that really count? Every single one of them were her own yeah, records. Yeah, she just keeps breaking her own records. Like It's like she has the fastest 400 meter dash of a non-power five athlete this year oh it's that's also good. top 30 in the country as of last week i haven't looked at the updated quite impressive but um like i think she has the fastest 400 and the fastest 200 in the ace on this season uh carlin shooting has the best pole vault by i think her pole vault was like 4.03 which was the highest in indoor history uh that's better than any ace on athlete this year Team's been playing really well. Um, yeah. And they got – so they have one more meet later this week that we'll talk about at Samford. 
and then Ace on Championships. Ace on Championships in Lynchburg. Up in Lynchburg, mm-hmm. I imagine that Kenesha Phillips will be bringing home a couple titles. Knock on wood, I'd put my money on. I, I would also. I would also. Uh, men's tennis and women's tennis kicked off their seasons as well. Alex, yes, sir. How are the tennis things happening? Well, the tennis things have been pretty good. Um, as I'm pulling up the men's schedule right now, which I thought I already had up. Um, so the men right now are one and two. Uh, so they've played Belmont. So they lost to Belmont in the season opener. Uh, and then they beat Oakland City, the team that you know, you're know you expected to win. Overall, I thought it was a good win. Uh, Oakland City, I think they won doubles. But then we come back and win you know, five or six singles matches. Overall, good. Uh, then we play St. Louis. That's a really good St. Louis team. The Billikens? The Billikens. One of the weirdest mascots in the country. Oh, yeah. So, but no, we fall to St. Louis. It's two to five. A couple of decent performances. A couple of the freshmen have been playing really well, but yeah. Uh, so the men are one and two, play at middle at Alabama A&M in a couple weeks. But on the women's side? Women's side, they've been looking pretty good. No surprises there. Maria got her first ever official win as the head coach. Against a really good Western Kentucky team. So first week of the season, we fall at Middle Tennessee. It's it's one of those matches. It's like always how we play against Middle Tennessee. It was, it's three to four. It's back and forth all match long. But we drop that one and then turn around just a couple days later. Absolutely whoop Western Kentucky. That's six to one. It's a really good Western Kentucky team. Yeah, it's a good win. Picked uh, right around the middle of Conference USA in the preseason polls. And then we beat Belmont the next day. You know, five to two has pretty much been the score when we play Belmont the last, like, ten years, it feels like. But uh, so we beat Belmont, and then we drop a weird one to Murray State. It's a Murray State team who's like, we always struggle against them in like in the regular season, but as we learned last year, we're really good against them in the postseason. Which I know we won't see them in the postseason anymore. Right? Yeah, that'll be a little tough. Yeah, but um, so we drop that one to uh, Murray State four to three. Come back, beat Southeast Missouri. It's a team that you know we've played in the yeah. OVC yeah. championships the past couple of years, uh, and they pretty much returned their entire team from last season. We did not. No, we did not. We have. A whole mess of freshmen. I think three freshmen are playing in singles lineups. So we beat uh, Simo six to one. Good win. Yana Leader, to no surprise, five and zero in singles, four and one in doubles from the top line. Um, she's been playing well. Yeah. Mel- Melody Hefty, a freshman, she's paired with Yana in doubles where they're four and one, and is playing I think number three singles where she's four and one also. So not bad. It's been pretty good. Uh, last Friday. Uh, last Friday night we had a dinner, and Saturday during the basketball game against Queens we had a recognition for the Austin P. Hall of Fame class, the 45th Hall of Fame class, 2023. Uh, Tatiana Ariza was the first inductee, Austin P. Soccer player. She holds the goals record, and uh, she has double the goals of everybody else. Yeah. Literally dub- more mm-hmm. two times more goals than anybody else. Uh, program record, 16 goals back in 2012. Her and her sister – Natalia played in the 2012 London Olympics and the 2016 Rio de Janeiro Olympics for their home country of Colombia. So congratulations to her. Also, Anthony Bradley, one of two Austin Peay student athletes to compete in the NCAA Men's Golf Championships as both an individual and a team member. Uh, He won the 2012 OVC Championship by himself, and then the next year he won it again. (laughs) Excuse me, and took his team back to the NCAA Regional. So Anthony Bradley. Jordan Hankins, baseball player, a second baseman of the Osby Baseball 3 Pete from 2011-12-13. He, after the 2012 season, played for the U.S. Baseball National Collegiate Team. Uh, there's a cool photo of that hanging in the baseball uh, baseball facility, the Downey Building. So that's the last of the student at. Oh, excuse me, that's not the last of the student athletes. Johnny Williams was a seven-time OVC Conference track and field champion for the Governors back when the Govs had men's track and field. Uh, he won a couple of OVC titles. He advanced to the NCAA regionals where he finished fifth in the 100-meter dash in 1976. He's in the Hall of Fame now. And wrapping it all up, Dr. Bruce Myers, former chair of the Computer Science Information and Technology Department at Austin P. He was also the Austin P. faculty athletic representative for nearly 50 years where he did a lot of great things to help student-athletes. So congratulations to the Hall of Fame class. It's a really good uh, class, too. Pretty solid class. We also have the Red Coat Society will be inducting four, mem- four new members on February 18th, I believe that's the last men's basketball game? Yep. Yep. Uh, Brad and Jan Curley, uh, Condra Smalley, and Patty Rye all going to be inducted into the Austin P. Red Coat Society. So congratulations to them and to all of our, all of our Hall of Famers. Yep. 
Anything else to say, Alex? I don't think so. All right. Well, that's enough of us. Uh, we'll be right back in a minute. We've got a special, uh, a special edition, a special guest on the PCAST this week. Elizabeth Weech is going to join us to talk about her work with the Nashville Rescue Mission right after this. When I was six years old, I broke my leg. And I was running from my brother and his friends. Tasted the sweet perfume of the mountain grass I rolled down when I was younger then Take me back to when I Joining us on the PCAST, we've got a special guest this week. She's a sophomore on the Austin P volleyball and beach volleyball team. It's Elizabeth Wheat. Elizabeth, how are you doing? And thank you for joining us on short notice today. Good. I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Oh, how was, uh, how was class this morning? It was great. I had two classes. One, we just did bachelor presentation. So I did a, basically a project on a bachelor degree. And then my second class, I just studied for my exam. That's next Monday. What did you, what was your bachelor presentation about? Um, social and human research assistant. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what any of that Something is. Something with psychology. I will, I'll, <laughs> I'm glad you know and I don't. Uh, second year of school, how's that going? Do you feel like you're kind of you kind of know what you're doing now? Yeah, I think it's it's getting a lot better. It's getting it's going faster. You know, I'm sorry, I'm in my major classes now, you're so in a it's groove. yeah, so it's a lot. I have right now. I have all A's. Nothing. So. Nothing surprises you anymore. College. No. No. Yeah, you so got it locked down. Right now. Right now, we're just we're going through it. We're just rolling. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a reason we want to have you on the PCAST today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're doing a group project with the Nashville Rescue Mission. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, so this is for my leadership class that I'm doing for part of my... Um, so I'm a peer leader for Austin P. Um, that helps in our APSU 1000 classes for mm-hmm. uh, incoming freshmen and non-traditional Everybody's students. Everybody's got to take them. Absolutely. So, hey. Um, so I'm kind of in... This is kind of like my capstone class. And yep. this whole class is based off of a service project. So that we break up into two groups and we come up with a service project that goes out to the whole city of Clarksville. Um, and we decided to do the Nashville Rescue Mission. Um, and this is just basically, um, we're going over like donations if you need, like they t- we c- c- called them and we were like, hey, do you guys need anything? And uh, there's a website, there's a link on the website that says everything that we need on it. Um, so yeah, we're kind of just doing that. We're doing it for two weeks i think and it's hopefully it's gonna be a big big deal yeah some of the items in the email we got yesterday packs of razors at least three in the pack please a toothbrush toothpaste bottles of tylenol advil ibuprofen deodorant all those kind of things that people need yeah and it is donations can be accepted it was at what the honors commons i mm-hmm. believe the academic center here in the mm-hmm. dunn center and there was one other place and then the ants program which is on the edge of campus and then i also okay. know that there's a fort campbell location yep um, it's not on that, it's not on the PowerPoint cause I, we didn't fix it in time. Um, but one of our group mates has connections over there and they said that a couple of their professors will put boxes out. So there's also a Fort Kimball location. So we got that email sent out to us yesterday and we decided on a weekly meeting, Hey, we're trying to get people to the basketball game. Mm-hmm. We're trying to help you out. You're one of our student athletes. Yeah. Anybody that wants to come to a basketball game, there's two women's games this week and two men's games next week. Bring any of those items, donate them. And we're going to give you a free admission to the basketball game. Wow, that sounds amazing. Yeah, if you want to, and you don't even have to bring them on the day of the game. Mm-hmm. If you want to swing by the ticket office anytime in the next two weeks while this is still going, it's what, February 7th through the 21st? Yeah. Uh, you swing by, you bring those items. We'll get them over to the academic center where they need to go, but we will give you the tickets for that. And hopefully we can fill up some donation buckets yeah, and the done, right? that sounds fun. And it's, uh, it's a great thing. And I hopefully we can get, like I said, hopefully we can do a lot of good for everybody. Yeah. So... You said the project started with the class. Mm-hmm. What made you guys pick the Nashville Rescue Mission? Um, we kind of just called around. So we were going to work with Centerstone okay. on campus, um, but they unfortunately don't take donations. Oh. Um, so we were kind of just calling around. We were going to work with Mana Cafe. We were going to do um, Habitat for Humanity, but we kind of reached our, we kind of broadened our horizons and we're like, hey, what if we can pick a bigger one and then they can, we can just give them the donations and they can put it to where, where they need to put it. Right. So Nashville Rescue Mission is obviously geared towards people in Nashville so we thought Nashville is bigger than Clarksville so if we work with someone who is like bigger they can help a lot more people right so that's kind of where we went with that so you said you're a peer leader in APSU mm-hmm. 1000 yeah. how did you get into that because I know that there was a peer leader in my APSU mm-hmm. 1000 class like nine years ago now yeah but he was 
I believe he was a sophomore junior student who mm-hmm. would just come in. To, he was a part of the class, and he would have meetings with you, make sure you're doing everything right. Mm-hmm. What made you want to do that? How did you get into that? Um, my freshman year, I had a really good peer leader, and I had a really good professor in that class. And at the end of the semester, they're like, hey, whoever wants to be a peer leader, come to this meeting or whatever. And I was like, okay, it's, you know, student-athlete side of me. I don't do anything really outside of, like, athletics. So it's like, right. okay, resume, resume, better yeah. looking, all that stuff. Um. So I went to the meeting and I was like, oh, I'm going to really like this. I get to help freshmen and non-traditional students yeah. acclimate to um, their new life here at Austin P. And then it kind of just got rolling from there. I talked to Ryan Combs, who used to work here. Uh, he was over. my academic advisor. Yeah, he, was, he yeah. was. He worked over here for athletics. Love, love the guy. He's such a great guy. Um, we kind of sat down and we talked about the logistics of me being a student athlete and being a peer leader. Um, so, yeah. And then this this past fall it was my first semester of actually being a peer leader because you have to go through um you have to take a class before you do it um and then that kind of just got the ball rolling i love working with new students you know non-traditional students as well great way to meet people yeah i've met a lot of people i'm actually one of my older student old older students from last semester actually reached out to me and i'm gonna do a brand deal with her the way that she where she works at clarksville nutrition yeah so we're kind of you know making connections here and there but it's super fun you get to know a lot of people you get to help a lot of people so it's really rewarding are you gonna do it again next semester i hope so yeah i didn't do it this semester because i'm taking like 17 18 credit hours that's a lot so uh, yeah so i was like okay i'm just gonna step back so i'm still i'm in the capstone class and then after this class i can just be a peer leader whenever i want to and it's so. basically like it it's like volunteering at the end like because mm-hmm. it's not counting as hours for you does it no i do get paid though you get paid. it is it's once it's once it's like once right I, it's like a one check in october but it's like yeah you're doing it because you want to help yeah help, absolutely yeah, yeah, and it kind of goes towards you get your hours and then at the end of the year they have like a leadership banquet and like whoever like amount of hours you get a certain certificate and then you basically have like leadership certificate for your life kind of thing so. i'm not sure if we ever had another student athlete be a peer mentor but i think that's awesome <laughs> uh i'm glad you're doing it so now that you're here we've talked about the national rescue mission mm-hmm. i figure we might as well do a regular PCAS absolutely, interview too. Let's go. so let's let's talk about that so it's weird We've had a very long run of only sophomore student athletes. It started mm-hmm. when you guys were freshmen last year, but the, and obviously, you were here as to talk about the National Rescue Mission. It just keeps the streak going. Yeah. Another sophomore. <laughs> Everybody from your freshman class last year. You guys are the <laughs> only ones allowed on the PCAS now, and that's just how it is. So let's talk about volleyball. Well, this year was your sophomore year, and you were mm-hmm. top six on the team in kills and digs. Uh, how do you think you improved from your first year of college volleyball to your second? Oh, um. I think it just got out of my head a little bit more. I think coming in freshman year, you get a little bit nervous. You're like, okay, where do I fit on the team? Yeah. Who, who is like, who's a leader on the f- court that I can yeah. like look to if I'm struggling? Like all this, all this and that. I think coming into my sophomore year, I was like, okay, we're just gonna learn to have fun. Like, I know I'm only a sophomore, but in reality, it's only three years I have left. So it's like, exactly. okay, we're going in, we're going to have fun, you know, win or lose. We're also in a new conference. So that was new. You know, we traveled to a different places. That was also fun. Saw new gyms, saw, saw a lot of Florida. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just kind of, you know, what am I going to do to have fun this game instead of what am I going to do to not make an error kind of thing? Yeah. When you're, when you're thinking, when your mindset is, this is fun. Yeah. What can I do to help the team instead of? like you said, as a freshman, I mean, you're yeah. nervous. You're 18 years Absolutely. old. And college sports are weird now because mm-hmm. you can be 18 years old and thanks to the COVID years in red, you can be playing against a 24, 25-year-old. Oh, yeah. Which is insane. There's, oh, yeah. They were in college when you were in middle school. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it does take a while, I feel like, for a lot of student athletes yeah. to get out of that, but you can see the improvements when they do. You also played beach volleyball last year. And you said you had played beach volleyball before. Mm-hmm. Where did you play beach volleyball growing up? Because you're in Alabama. Yes. So... I mean, there are beaches in Alabama, but you weren't near the beaches, right? No. Um, so my club had a beach club, like a okay. beach team. It was – you only played in the summer. Like, if you wanted to play, you can pick up tournaments here and there. Um, my club, Alabama Performance, had a beach team where in the summer you have tryouts and then you do all these things. And we really kind of stayed local. We played in Huntsville. We played in um, Georgia. And then every once in a while we would go down to, like, Mobile, Panama. Yeah. So – and then – Every once in a while, if you would get a bid, you could go out to California and play on those beaches, which was so fun. But so, yeah. Did you play beach in the summer because you knew that it would help you get into Mm -hmm. college and it helps you recruit because you're like, oh, she can play indoor and beach. Yeah. So it was it was definitely interesting because I've been playing beach almost as long as I've been 
almost a little bit shorter than I've been playing indoor, but beach was just a way to like escape the indoor mentality. Beach is a lot more fun. It's a lot more laid back. So it was like, okay, I'm going to have a really hard year in indoor and then I'm going to go have fun on the beach and just, you know, build the stamina, get more ball control reps, like be smart with my shots because beach is not always about swinging. So it's more about where the placement of the ball goes. So, so first thing about beach, do you think beach helps your indoor? Absolutely. 100%. I think it helps the IQ of the game. I think it helps your serve receive reps. I think everyone who played beach last year has gotten so much better, like from indoor this year, like our ball control, where we're putting shots on the court. You can't hide on the beach court. Oh no, absolutely not. You make an error. Everyone sees it. There's two people. (laughs) Yeah. You can't like hide one person. Like if you can't serve receive, they're going to serve it right at you. Yeah. No. Yeah. So you could see during beach too, you and Carly Graham, uh, you were talking about having fun. You guys had some of the craziest, loudest celebrations <laughs> on the team. You guys had score point and everybody knew about it. Yeah. And it was a lot of fun to take photos of because I was always getting good photos of you and Carly celebrating. Uh, your whole family plays volleyball though, right? Mm-hmm. Your mom plays volleyball. Your younger sister just signed to play volleyball at Stony Brook. Yep. Are we going to get them on the schedule now? What, what's, what are we I thinking? I would hope so. I want, I would love to. I'd love, Long Island is so pretty. Yeah. I would love, you know, for people from the South to see it. So maybe a Long Island trip my senior year yeah, would be fun. Yeah, go play against or, your sister. Yeah, or, you know, they come down here, but <laughs> no. Uh, your other two siblings, Danielle and Caleb, do they also play? Um, Danielle is plays volleyball. She okay. is a sophomore in okay. high school we're all homeschooled so it kind of just yeah, yeah. it messes everything up um caleb actually plays tennis okay he loves it he th- he says i get every ball i love it yeah he doesn't like, want to share no he's very independent <laughs> and he's the only boy too so it's like yeah he wants that sort of independence yeah he wants to do his own thing yeah who's who's gonna be the best of the wheat sisters on the volleyball court I feel like you can say yourself. If, if, if you no, I'm actually going to go with Danielle. Okay. Danielle, Connor said you would say that. Yeah. So Danielle's actually the youngest. She's We've all been playing since birth. Right. But since she's the youngest sister, everyone else before her has played volleyball. It's like, all right, out of the womb, you're holding a volleyball. Yeah. And she, she's the grit, honestly. <laughs> she's mad when you make an error. She's mad when you lose. Like, I think in all seriousness, she will probably be the better out of the three of us. Not right now that you got her. Nah. You got your other sister. <laughs> I don't want to say that, but we're kind of equal. I mean, she's kind of finding out her positions right now. She's kind of going back and forth, but I think in the long run, she'll definitely be better. Did you ever get to play beach with your sister in the summer? I did with Rayanne, actually. Yes. Um, we played in one or two tournaments. We didn't do terrible, but I wouldn't say I would play with her again. Did you guys just butt heads, a little sibling rivalry? Yeah, me and Rayanne butt heads the most just okay. because we're the closest in age. So it'd be cool to play with your sister, but also, like, uh, yeah, maybe not the best parent. Yeah. No, she's toxic. actually really good at beach, so I wouldn't mind playing with her, but it's just... Does Stony Brook have beach? They do not, no. They, can, they have... Obviously, they have Long Island Beach, so they could yep. go out there and play on the sand, but it's not like a. It's, it's not like th- here. It's weird to think they're closer to a beach than we are. I know. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> All right. So uh, we talked about some of your school already, but what is your major? You said it's changed a couple times. Yeah. So my major right now is psychology, and my minor is health and human performance with a double minor in business marketing. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's a long – it's a – it's a long title, but we're going to just go with that. What do you want to do with that? Do you have any idea? You're a sophomore, so you don't have to know. Um, I don't have any idea what I want to no do idea. with that. Um, psychology, I would love to stay with sports. Okay. Um, the health and human performance can get me an athletic training certification. It can yep. get me a weightlifting certification. It can literally get me into any sort of gym. Yeah. Um, business marketing, I love working with sports mm-hmm. and I think, you know, photography is like one of my hobbies that I don't really share that often. Yeah. Um, so doing something in business marketing with photography, maybe, a like a really want to work with the NFL. So okay. maybe a good NFL team that I could travel and maybe be their PR person, you know, something like yeah. that. I don't know. Are you a big NFL fan? Uh, Recently, yes. What's your favorite team? Do you have a favorite team? I'm from the north, so I have to go with the New York Giants. Where are you from, then? I'm from... Because I thought you were from Alabama. So, I am f- I was born in Maryland. I okay. was lived in New York since I, when I was... Till I was, like, six or seven. Okay. Then I moved to Alabama. Okay. So, I've been in Alabama the longest, but I lived in the north for, like... Right. So, I kind of remember the north a lot, and I would pick it over the south. So the New York Giants. Yeah. That's and, my brother's favorite And the team. Yankees. And the Yankees. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I was okay with the Giants. I've dealt with that my whole life with my brother. But <laughs> we won't talk about the Yankees. Um, 
You're wearing a Pittsburgh Penguins sweatshirt too. So are you a big Penguin hockey fan? No, this is just my boyfriend's. Okay, just, just your boyfriend's. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. I got one more question before our rapid fire question. Kay. Are you ready? Why Austin P? Um, it's a great atmosphere. I get to play both beach and indoor. Um, the girls here are amazing. I've created like long-term friendships. You know, they always say college is where you're going to find your best friends. And I think I found a good group of girls. Um, the coaches are really nice. They love, they love all of us. They love volleyball. So that's also, that also helps. Mm -hmm. And just being closer to home is kind of, was kind of nice. Yep. All right. Are you ready for our rapid fire questions? Sure. What's your favorite word or saying? (gasps) Dang it. Dang it. Uh, what's the last book you read? My psychology book? The social psychology book? There you go. Uh, what's your worst habit? Ooh, biting my nails. Biting your nails. Do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? Yes. Yes, I I'm, I agree. Uh, what is one rule in any sport you would like to change or add? Ooh. Um, I don't know. Probably doubles in beach because i like using my hands and it's really hard to set in the beach yep it's a very different rules than yeah uh, what app on your phone gets the most use tiktok tiktok very common unfortunately <laughs> what's the last gift you gave somebody oh uh, this sweatshirt that i'm actually holding right now it's going to my boyfriend for his birthday perfect <laughs> um what's the most embarrassing song you love oh um Probably Fireworks by Katy Perry. Fireworks by Katy Perry. <laughs> if you were casting a movie about yourself, who would you pick to play you? Oh, my goodness. My uncle tells me I look like her all the time. Um, Emma Emma Watson? From Harry Potter? No. Um, oh, my goodness. What's her name? A famous Emma? Yeah. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Emma That's Stone. who it is. Yeah. There you go. Um, if you could go to any concert, who would it be? Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Or Thomas Rhett. Or Thomas Rhett. Very different. Yeah. Very different options there. Uh, what is one place in the world you want to visit the most? Italy. Italy. Where in Italy? Or just the whole Naples. Country? Naples. Why? Uh, I have family over there. You have family? You mm-hmm. have a, like, is They're your family from Italy? They moved to Italy? Uh, we're, I'm actually a descendant from Italy, so I'm the okay. third generation from in America. Okay. Um, I have family in Naples, Italy, who own a vineyard. Sounds fantastic. Um, and my grandmother actually went, and I was supposed to go for my senior trip. That did not turn out the oh. way I wanted it to. Thank oh, you, no. COVID. Oh, no. <laughs> if you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Ed Sheeran, Thomas Rhett, and probably Emma Stone. Ed Sheeran, Thomas yeah. Rhett, Tom- and Emma Stone. Got it. Who or what inspires you? Um, probably my mom. My mom has worked really hard for what she has. Um, she works three jobs. She's a single mother raising four kids and homeschooling, homeschooled all four of them, um, has her doctor in education, works really hard for what she has. And I think that's a person that I aspire to be the most. It's awesome. What advice would you give to your younger self? Have fun. It's not, it's not all about mistakes. It's not all about, you know, you only get 24 hours in a day and you only get 12 awake of them. So spend those 12 the way you want to spend them. It's good advice. Good thing you're a peer leader. Yeah. <laughs> um, so our last question comes from last the last guest we had, which mm-hmm. was forever ago now. Katie Vaughn wants to know, what is your perfect day? Ooh. Um, probably just, I, I love outdoors. So okay. probably being outdoors on a nice day, maybe at the beach. Yeah. Um, definitely have some Dutch bros. Dutch Bros. Is, Dutch that, the Bros. is that your go-to with coffee spot? In, in my hand. Not much coffee, but the Red Bull is kind of kind of hits. Well, Red Bull? You, can you not just get a Red Bull at the gas station? Or they like Oh, I can, them? but they flavor them What's very well. What's your flavor? I get peach and mango. Okay. Yeah, it's very good. Um, so probably something along the lines with that. Gotcha. Got to yeah. have the caffeine, right? And volleyball, of course. Obviously. So, yeah. Uh, last question I'm coming up with on the spot. Mm-hmm. Who wins the Super Bowl? Oh, I would say the Eagles. I think me and Alex both said the Eagles as yeah. well. I think I, I'm, I'm on the same page. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the other ones. There so you go. I'm going to have to go with the Eagles. The Eagles they're, from, they're closer to New York. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Elizabeth, like I said earlier, appreciate you coming on short notice. Thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast. Good luck with the National Rescue Mission. Good luck with class. Good luck with beach volleyball. And we'll be right back with the PCAST right after this. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I'm on my way. 
Another big thank you to Elizabeth Wheat for joining us here on the PCAST. If you want to come watch some basketball in the Dunn, all you've got to do is donate some of the items we talked about, and you get in for free at any of the next four home games. Well, there you go. Any of the two women's games this week, any of the two men's games next week, mm-hmm. free admission, and you can do some good. There you go. And help out Elizabeth Wheat and our student-athletes. So, onward we go. Baseball season's starting. It's starting very soon. It is. We're going to get you locked into baseball this season. Okay. You're gonna get you get a you get a nice little start because you get the World Baseball Classic. What's that? It's like the World Cup for baseball. Gotcha. They okay. It's weird. They had it, and then they didn't have it because baseball got in the oh, Olympics. Oh, I remember you talking about that. And they brought it back. Yeah. So yeah, so we got that this year. Okay. Uh, got a pretty easy choice for you, Team USA. Okay. USA. Got it. Yep. Uh, it's weird because you'll see like American-born baseball players mm-hmm. that go play for. Freddie Freeman plays for Canada because one of his parents is Canadian, but he was born in America. Christian Yelich is trying to play for Japan because his grandfather, I don't know if he ever actually signed up to play for Japan, but his grandfather was born in Japan. Um, You'll see a lot of the American baseball players play for Israel. You'll see a lot of them play for Italy Mm -hmm. because, like, you'll have some, like, guys that are major leaguers, but, you know, maybe they're not Bryce Harper, Mike Trout. They couldn't make Team USA, but, like, oh, you've got a grandparent from Italy, so. That's still pretty interesting. When did you say that is? It'll be during spring training, so it's coming up okay. pretty soon because players leave spring training for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it Team USA's got a pretty good lineup. I ha- the pitching rotation, I haven't seen a final on that. They've got a good bullpen. You ha- obviously have to have some starters to win in this. Uh, the Dominican, the Venezuelan team, Puerto Rico, they're good. Mm-hmm. They always are. Japan's always going to bring a good team. Team USA won the last one. Okay. They did not win the ones before that because they always lost to Venezuela and Dominican Republic and Puerto Rico. So it'll be tough. Um, but that lineup can hit. So we're yeah. excited. We're going to get you locked in on that. I will do my very best to get locked into baseball. You will. After basketball season's over. Uh, speaking of college basketball, on the men's side, mm-hmm. being ranked is very bad. Oh, yeah. It, there's been so many. Like, I know there's always upsets because like, you talk about it. You know, This is why March Madness is the best postseason tournament in all of – college athletics or maybe just sports in general but like i mean we've seen purdue lose a couple tennessee houston arizona alabama alabama hammered by oklahoma yeah it was such a weird game um gonzaga's not gonzaga you know we saw st mary's beat gonzaga the other day um i know they're not really like a top five ten team this season but overall um still have drew timmy they still do have drew timmy but I just don't think they're as good this year. Who is good? That's the question. Who's the, who's the best team in the country? Nobody. There knows. is no best. Like I think, if you look at the top nine teams in the country right now, and I say nine because I think Marquette is is an absolute fraud. Um, no offense to Marquette, I just hate them. Um, but like you look at those teams, it's like I could see Houston winning a title, Arizona, Purdue, Tennessee. Um, like everybody's got a flaw. So it's like you've talked about it. Like whenever Tennessee can score, they win, which, you know, duh. But I don't know. It's just an overall really good year for college basketball, I think. I think Alabama's like thing, too, at least it has been in the past, is three-point shooting. When Alabama's hitting threes, they're really good. Right. I assume they didn't hit very many in that Oklahoma. I didn't get to watch the Oklahoma game because we were playing at Jacksonville State that day. Mm-hmm. But I imagine Alabama just didn't shoot the ball. And when Alabama doesn't shoot the ball, yeah, they can't win. Purdue and Arizona take out the bigs. They can't mm-hmm. win. Yeah, Purdue just – their one big guy is just so good. I you can't stop Edie and you stop Edie, Zulis for Arizona, mm-hmm. they can't do anything. Yeah. Tennessee, if they can't – like, they're off – they don't, you don't have to do anything to them. They do it to themselves. They just can't score half the time. Mm-hmm. And that's all it is. It's weird. It's very weird. I mean, outside of Tennessee, because since you're a Tennessee fan, like, who do you think is going to win the championship? I have no clue. I don't either. I, I have no clue. I – kind of want to say like Houston like that might be my pick right now Alabama beating Houston at Houston was at one point the best win of the season right and I think for a long time people thought Houston was the best team in the country Ken Palm thinks Houston's the best team in the country Ken Palm also still thinks Tennessee's the second best team in the country Mm -hmm. so which is fair I mean Tennessee's what six right now six in the AP five in the coaches two in Ken Palm and probably like three or four on EvanMewa.com on what Evan Mew. He's the kill shot guy. Oh, that's right. He also does player ratings for his uh, website as well. So, okay. be interesting. It'll be a 
honestly, if Rick Barnes were going to take a Tennessee team to the Final Four, mm-hmm. this would be the year. Yeah. They just – their offense can't disappear in the tournament. Otherwise, they won't make it out of the first weekend. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We will see. I can't wait for March Madness, though. Like, I, I really want to like, – who's the St. Peter's of this year? That is like, a good question. I've been trying to keep up with a lot of the smaller schools like that, but, like, I just don't know. It's like, tough. I think Liberty could make a run. Liberty's really good. Like, because Liberty's got the uh, – they got McGee. Liberty really doesn't do uh, anything to hurt themselves. Right. Um, so they'll probably so lose in the first round. Probably. Moving on, uh, there's a new golf documentary coming out this month called Full Swing. It's basically hard knocks of professional golf. Mm-hmm. But I think as they were filming it, people have said that, like, half the players on the dock went to the live tour. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's going to be interesting. You've got a pretty good cast, too. I mean, you got all the guys. you got Joel Damon, Tony Finau, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Ricky Fowler, Max Homa, Dustin Johnson, Brooks Kepka, Roy McIlroy, Colin Morikawa, Ian Poulter, Scotty Scheffler, Xander Shroffley, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, a couple other names mixed in there, too. But outside of, like, Tiger and Phil. I still You've got, like, the top ten in the world. Yeah. I still think uh, Hard Knocks for golf is just hilarious. It's going to be awesome because those dudes, like, they're going to be traveling around, flying. Like, there's shots of, like, Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth just sitting on a private jet together flying mm-hmm. to whatever tournament. It's going to be insane to see the behind the scenes with them at the tournaments with their family. I think Brooks Kepka's going to cut. Everybody, Brooks Kepka's weird. But, mm-hmm. like, we're going to see how weird Brooks Kepka really is. Yeah. I'm excited. Excited. It's almost Masters season, too, coming up very soon. Yeah, it is. I saw a Masters commercial, shed a single tear when I heard the Ray Charles song. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, anyways, let's talk about what's happening at Austin P this week. Uh, men's basketball team's going to hit the road and take on North Alabama and Central Arkansas. North Alabama's Thursday at 745, Flowers Hall in Florence, Alabama. That North Alabama team can score. Mm-hmm. That is what they do. They are a top 100 team on Ken Palm and offense. They score like 105, 108 points per 100 possessions. They rank 80th in the country and 5th in the A-Sun scoring offense. They will score. That is what they're going to do. You have to slow them down if you want to win that game. That's how their women's team was, too. Because their women's team was like one of the best three-point shooting teams I've in the I've seen country. their women's team play like three times because every game we play is a doubleheader. Yeah. And we're playing a doubleheader Thursday, so I get to see them again. Okay. Like, they're, they're a lot of fun to watch. I enjoy beating them because, um, like, we – you know, they're a team that, like, hits a three a lot, but we held them – to not a lot of threes. So, yeah, they're a 6-6 six and six team. They're picked to finish last in the coaches' poll. They are sitting in fifth or sixth place, mm-hmm. uh, proving people wrong. So, obviously, they've got a little bit of chip on their shoulder. You get picked last. So, it's not an easy win. Flowers Hall, small little gym. Yeah. Get a little loud. So, you can. We'll see how that goes. And then Saturday, Central Arkansas, that is one of the Guffs. Two A-Sun wins. They beat Central Arkansas the day – two days after they beat Florida Gulf Coast. Uh, I didn't get to watch much of that game. Um, they really blew them out. Like but I thought, it, like it that was a big win. It, it was, a big was win. A, one of the best games we've played all season: offense, defense, transition. And I think that they've. The crazy thing is, this team has three really good scores. I they can just never get all three of them to do it in the same game. Right. Cameron Copeland will put up like the Jacksonville State game. Copeland scores nineteen. Daryl Gordon scores thirteen. I'm pretty sure Elijah doesn't score. The first game last week. Um, it's Liberty. Liberty. Daryl Gordon scored. Copeland scored. Zero from Hutchins Everett. Then on Saturday, Hutchins Everett scores 23. Pius scores 18. Copeland and Drew Gordon don't do much. It is – you have to get the offense – you have to get everybody involved. Yeah. And, like, you've got the athletes to do it. And, like – and this is really the week to do it, too. Because, like, I know yeah, you're talking is, about how good North week. Alabama is. But, like, Central Arkansas, like, they're right above you in the standings right now. Yeah. Like they are one game above you. You've you need, already shown you that need you – that one. Like, you've got to take both of these games. Um, like, I understand that you're not always going to have a game when six people score in double figures. But, like – you know, if Chino, if Chino has six points, you know he's probably gonna have like five or six assists at the very least. Oh, he had eighteen and six the other day. He yeah. had a great game on Saturday. Like I think Chino's been playing really well. Uh, Guy's been playing really well this season too. I like too. when you have them both out there. I know it's almost crazy to play two point guards, but mm-hmm. Chino's really run the offense and shoot it kind of point guard. Yeah. And Guy, he can run the offense, but he he loves to run the break, mm-hmm. and he will attack like he's six foot seven. Yeah, like I was talking to Jason Harris, uh, the men's basketball assistant coach, the other day at the coaches show at Buffalo Wild Wings, and he was like. When we have Guy and Chino on the court, like that's our best lineup. It's yeah, like, I don't know what the other three pieces to the best lineup are. I mm-hmm. would like to think Dewar Gordon Copeland and Hutchins Everett would be a fun little group to have out there with mm-hmm. both the point guards. Mm-hmm. That might leave you a little little tight on defense because if you have to have one of those two guard the four, if the team has a big four, you might be in a little right. bit of trouble. But obviously Hutchins Everett can guard the five. Or the <coughs> but yeah, 
I think that'd be a fun lineup to see. So we'll see what happens. Need need some wins this weekend. Got got to have some wins to stay in the A Sun tournament. Yeah, you really do. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. To the women's game. To the women's game. Going to host a pair. North Florida Thursday, <laughs> six o'clock, right here in the Dunn. Jacksonville Saturday, one o'clock, right here in the Dunn Center. Uh, penultimate homestand. Yep. Got one one more little two game homestand uh, in the Winfield Dunn Center. Yep. Tell us about those two. So, um, like I talked about earlier, Austin P. We are tied for second in the ASUN standings right now. North Florida's right there towards the end. They're three and eight, but there's like a five way tie for that like second to last place in the ASUN. Um, Snug. North Florida, they're such a weird team. So they're three and eight. They're six and fifteen overall, but they beat Liberty. Like, and it, it wasn't even like the first week of the A Sun season. It was like week three because it was like um, I want to say like the third week of January, and they beat uh, Liberty by ten. It was like sixty-eight to fifty-eight. They just absolutely dominated them all game long. And I was looking at North Florida's roster, and like no disrespect to them because like I know we still have to play one of our best games to beat North Florida. But, like, I still have no idea how they beat Liberty. Because, like, we played one of our best games and still lost to them. Um, so this is a team that – They're dangerous. They're very dangerous. Um, I think we match up really well against them. They're not really a shooting team. And, like, we've shown that whenever we can play another physical team, such as a Stetson or a Jacksonville State, that we play them very well. You still physical. Yeah. So, like, you put uh, Shamari Hale in the post. we got a couple of others. So the best way to beat this team is to spread it out and try and yeah. take away the physicality. Exactly. Like, I think – and which, which we can because, like, we've hit seven threes in back-to-back games. Uh, it's the best mark in two games this season. Um, honestly, just need to come in. It's going to be a good game. Hoping to get the crowd in it. We've had a lot of, we've had a lot of really good crowds this season. So student-athletes, fans, Clarksville, Montgomery County, come out and support Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee. <laughs> The southeast region of the United States. Like, the United States of America. Yeah. North America. The Western Hemisphere. Yeah. You know, everybody. Everybody. Pack the Dunn. Get on down to um, the Dunn Center. And then we play Jacksonville. That's another team that's tied uh, their 3-8 and eight in conference play. Haven't really looked a lot into them yet, but I know they're a very well-coached team. They're a team that relies on their defense. Um, they've got a couple of good wins, too. Uh, they haven't. I think they have. I think they've beaten like Eastern Kentucky and Jacksonville State earlier this season, so it should be a good one. We'll see uh, how that North Florida game goes. Um, I don't want to jinx anything because I know I'm the worst jinx in the world. But if we beat North Florida and Jacksonville, we clinch a seed in the A Sun tournament. All right. So there's lots to play for in both those games. Good to know. Good to know. The softball team. They're mm-hmm. going to kick off their season this week. They're going to go down to the Running Bulldog Classic, Boiling Springs, North Carolina. That's hosted by. Of course, Gardner-Webb. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys are going to kick off the season Friday at noon against Robert Morris. Friday at 4 o'clock, they're going to play against the host, Gardner-Webb. Uh, two games Saturday, 10 a.m. against Ohio, 6 p.m. That's a big little, That's a big layoff against George Mason. And then Sunday, they're going to do it again against Ohio. That's at 11 a.m. Hop on the bus, get on back to Clarksville. Yep. What do you got about softball season? It's a good little tournament. I think um, – I definitely think we're one of the better teams in this tournament. Yeah, got to win a few games. Get off to a good start. Yeah, like Gardner-Webb's pretty decent. I don't really know much about Ohio. Um, we should be – like, you know, I know we are better than Robert Morris, but we need to play – you know, just play to our ability. Um, so, and you know, this is one that you really want to come away with four wins, four maybe even sweep the entire tournament because next week you have a really tough tournament. Yeah, at Auburn. Yeah, you're at Auburn. You play Villanova. You play a decent Dayton team. So – Get off to a really good start in this Who first tournament. Who are we looking tournament. for on this team? I know we've got Alexi Osowski-Anderson, mm-hmm. who's going to hit, and you're yeah. not going to stop her. Yeah. What else are we looking for? I think it's going to be Lexi. I think um, you talk about the pitching. I think Jordan Benefield is going to be your number one pitcher. Obviously. Ashley Martin is a pitcher from Michigan State Michigan that we've State got. transfer, yes. Um, she's kind of like Jordan. She's a true pitcher. She doesn't hit, uh, but she's really good. So I think our pitching is going to be really good this All season. All you need is a one-two punch. Yeah, which is what we got. Um so I think that's going to be good. You talked about Lexi. Um, I'll be very interested to see what the outfield looks like this season. Okay. Because, you know, you lose Bailey Shorter, who's been playing center field for you for five years. Five years. Um, I think Har- Harkle Road will be. She'll be out there. She'll be out there. I think she might be right field. Yeah, um, that's where she's been in the past. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Interesting. Got a good, uh, got a good team. We do. Hey, son's a tough softball and baseball league. It is. I mean, I think there's a couple of ranked teams in the uh, A-Sun when it comes to softball. It is, it is a very good league in those two sports. Yeah. Uh, track and field is going to run this weekend as well. 
They are. They are down in Birmingham at the Sanford Bulldog Invitational. It's just another opportunity for Keisha Phillips to break her own records. Yep. Who else on that team? Who else has been doing it this this winter, I guess, would be the correct uh, season. So Carlin's been doing really well. Carlin's shooting have, in the pole vault, yep. Yeah, so um, she had a little bit of a slow start the first couple of meets of the season. I don't uh, think she cleared a height in the first meet, and she's bounced back and been really well since then. Yeah, she has. Um, man, there's a, there's a couple of other uh, players on the team. I know we've had a lot of really good freshmen. Um, I feel like there's a lot of names on this track and field team that I don't know besides – there really are. Keisha Phillips, Carlin Schutten, Michaela Smith. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, a lot of new faces. Yeah. Uh, Lauren Lewis has been playing or doing very well. Um, yeah. I mean, overall, it's a lot of new faces on this team, but we'll see what we do. Men's golf is going to kick off their season on Saturday as well. They've got the Battle of the Border match play against Murray State. It is a match play event head-to-head with the racers on Saturday at the Hopkinsville Country Club in Hopkinsville, Kentucky. We don't have the last for that yet. Uh, I don't have the exact format. I imagine it will be not the entire lineup. I'm going to guess six to eight guys head-to-head with the racers. Probably going to be an odd number, actually. Probably got to be an odd number. Yeah. So you you can – I mean, obviously you can have matches in golf, Mm -hmm. but I think your best chance to avoid that would be if you go seven, maybe nine. It just depends. Uh, Obviously, since it's not a tournament, the coaches get to decide the format, and they're going to pick that out. We'll have the lineups on Friday. Be on the lookout for those. But uh, it's a – Good little, good little way to start the season. Yeah, it, It's just about as competitive as – I'm not saying golf doesn't get competitive. You don't go head-to-head with somebody very often right. unless you're on the last day of a tournament. And you know me and this guy are ten shots ahead of everybody. We are playing one-on-one basically for the championship. Mm-hmm. This time you, you are playing against the guy on the hole with you. Your goal is to beat him and get your team a point. So it's a – it's a different kind of golf. It's weird because this is how the college golf championship is. Right. The entire season tournament play, you get to the national championship, match play. So how often uh, like, do we know how many times we're going to do match play this season? Uh, this is the only time in the OVC they were trying to play more match play because right. they were trying to use it in the OVC championship. The A-Sun doesn't use any match play. Okay. So this is it. This is our match play opportunity. Okay. So like I said, it's a fun little way to start the season. Get the competitive juices flowing a little bit. Hopefully we beat the racers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, should be a lot of fun. Guys are fired up, I've heard. Yeah. They're ready sure. to go. In the meantime, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Shardy Husband, Trey Price, they've got all the community service opportunities for you, the student-athletes. Uh, support Elizabeth Wheat and the National Rescue Foundation, or excuse me, National Rescue Michigan. Donate. You can donate in the Phil Rowe Academic Center. You can donate in the Honors Commons, I believe. You can donate at any of the basketball games, the f- next four home games. And if you're not a student-athlete, you'll get in for free. If you are a student-athlete, you're already getting for free, but you should donate something anyway. Uh, in the meantime, go support each other and get those Govs Cup points. The standings for that came out yesterday. Um, women's tennis. Women's tennis in the lead. One. Baseball right behind them. Yep, track and fields up there. I think baseball uh, going for its first ever win in the Govs Cup. Roland's yeah. got, the boys, got they, the boys going in that. They've been one of the most electric teams all season. So they, they are fired up just about all the time. Uh, in the meantime, Alex, how do people follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and all the social medias? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P or on Facebook at Austin P. Governors. And uh, shout out to Robin, Maddie, uh, for all the work they've been doing across socials. We're in that crossover season, so it's definitely been a busier time. for all the stuff she's doing to help with basketball. Campbell yep. Moore, uh, Lexi, Ro- who's helping Robin. Yep. Uh, Ro- Robert Smith that has been doing photos of the men's basketball games in addition to Maddie. Uh, Carter Henry shot the softball banquet. Shout out to everybody. Yeah. Shout out. Total Govs. Total, total Gov concept. Uh, let's go back on for today's news. Stories, information, Cody Bush. Alex, Chris Austin, and myself, uh, we've got all the information you can use and uh, all the information that you could need. Mm-hmm. Tickets. We also yep. have tickets on there. Uh, you can go to letsgop.com backslash buy tickets or call the ticket office at 931-221-PEAY. That's 7329. Uh, baseball and softball season tickets are on sale right now. Go to letsgop.com. Check out the Home Run Referral Program. Um, the, if you fill out a referral sheet or call the ticket office and refer people who buy season tickets, Depending on the amount that they buy, you can receive uh, ba- uh, tickets to the K-Club for baseball season, and you can receive tickets to select events at Bridgestone Arena or f Bank Arena. How about that? Yeah. Dep- obviously, availability depended on that event, but you, you got a chance. So yeah. it'll be a, it's a good little deal if you can get somebody to buy some tickets. You get yourself a nice little trip to a concert at Bridgestone. Mm-hmm. Go see somebody fun, you know? There you go. Uh, also, stay frosty because I imagine football tickets are coming out sometime this spring. Right around the corner. Not going to want to miss that. No. Not going to want to miss that. 
Follow us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at letscopy.com backslash podcast. Give us a rating and review on the podcast. Alex? Yes, sir. How many stars? I'd say five stars. Five stars. Want to suggest a guest for us? Know if a local or on campus event we should shout out? Let us know which Kelsey brother you think is going to win the Super Bowl. Alex, go. Uh, uh, Jason. I, I also think Jason. Tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. He's Alex Allard underscore APSU. Shout out to Jason McDonald. Shout out to Bud Jenkins. Shout out to Thomas Bryant for uh, running the offense last night. Just go, Thomas. Run, run the offense. We'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. Kind of dream that can't be so. We were right till we weren't. Built a home and watched it burn.